Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening, welcome back to the Black Women's Working Podcast. This is season five, episode eight. I need a violin. It's the last episode of the season. I'm Chantel. Hey, ladies. Hey. Mm-mm. Hey. Hello. Do you know what? A song came into my spirit, but then my spirit also blocked it. So that's why I was pausing. This, this is not like 19 seconds that's in it. and you found a song already. Yes, it was Destiny's Child. What's that song where it says, hey, ladies? Okay, bye. Stop. Excuse me. Because I said, hey, ladies. Oh, I like that song. It's a tune, isn't it? So you know what I'm talking it's about. When I started it's banger, this is about how he's got to go. It's, it's, not, that, yeah, it's not that kind of podcast, to be yeah. fair. And it definitely doesn't um, resonate with today's episode. I've digressed. (laughs) We're here, we're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Um, Well, what can I say? As always, follow us on our social media. Let's get this, get the, um, what do you call it? The business end out the way first. Follow us on our social media using the handle at BWWPodcastUK and you can find us on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you're liking today's episode and you want to join the conversation, use the hashtag, same as our handle, BWWPodcastUK. And of course, you can keep up to date with what we're doing, um, any new additions to the work that we're doing on our website, which is www.blackwomenworking.com. So... Bar the digression, how are we today? Great. <laughs> Sounds great. Fantastic, yeah. baby, fantastic. <laughs> I believe you, Tiles. I believe you. <laughs> no? I don't know what I'm I'm good. I have wow. no complaints in this life. I'm good. I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it. So I am going to set the scene. We're really excited about today's episode. Um, it was triggered by a conversation that we had back in May. Imagine we'd be making notes on what episodes to record months, months. The list is long. Um, and I will set the scene for today's episode. But I'm going to start with a question um, just to see, just to just to fill the room, gauge the air. So I wanted to know from you guys if you've ever had or have any references to weird um, I say weird, maybe microaggressive responses from managers when they're told that you are leaving. Anyone? Like mm. a job. Mm. Yeah. A I mean, job. I don't know why I said that because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a job. Not that I can recall to be on. Oh, actually, wait, say the question again. <laughs> Oh, Lord Jesus. This is not 10 points for the win, you know. Go to bed. Go to bed. Maybe you should wait for the scenario. Yeah, we'll come back to you, Charles. I'll I'll give an example. Um, I think for me, it wasn't... It was more... I'm mad you're leaving, so I'm going to slap you with a behaviour improvement notice. Oh. I'm sure I've spoke about this. No, I'm sure I've spoke about this. I feel like she has raised it. Maybe I've told context. you guys privately. Maybe I've told you guys privately, but yeah. Like, they knew I was going, and my girl decided, okay, I'm going to go and leave, but I'm going to get one of my little puppet managers <laughs> to slap you with a behaviour improvement Stop notice it. to say... That we're mad you're leaving in such short no well such short time for us to, to get someone new, and you we know you do a lot of work here, but we're gonna 
try and make it look like you don't do a lot of work wow so yeah okay hopefully we'll get to delve into that a little bit deeper once i set the scenario but that's the kind of ish i'm talking about sorry but that is the mm-hmm. kind of ish i'm talking about mm. not any points of reference yourself or you know of others i've got too many i can't <gasps> Sometimes, like when you say do all these scenarios, you get out here triggering me. Some things I'm trying not to remember. I'm just trying to live my best life, drink water, take my supplements. Um, yeah, I've got quite a few. I think the last, (laughs) the last one was like when they basically insisted on making me like work my notice. Yeah. Um, even though Mm. I wasn't doing jack, like jack, I was not doing jack. And then they they didn't let you take your annual leave. Yeah, so like, or... just as a standard, we have like three months, a three month notice period. Um, and I obviously wanted to leave and they were going on some mad thing about you need to stay for the three months. But bearing in mind, I wasn't doing anything. My billable hours were like through the floor. So mm. you're keeping me there to spite me because you don't actually need me. And then on top of that, they were hiring someone else to join and they wanted me to stay to kind of onboard and that person. And then mm. even when I do things like calling sick, they would try and make me work. And then I just started wow. laughing at them because I was like, I'm leaving. So whatever you want to do, madness you want to do. Mm. You want to continue to pay me to work here and do two billable hours a day? That's fine. I'll do whatever the frig I want. And if I come to work, you know, even if I, I might not even bath, that's how much <laughs> I do not care. About You're in good people. company. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Like, wow. yeah, I've had it like, I've had it a few a few times. I mean I for me personally, I'm just kind of like people always gonna get up in their feeling feelings when you leave, especially if they didn't see it coming because they want you to stay for resourcing reasons and they want you to stay because they thought that you would develop your career out there. But the way I see it is like I'm going now, so come on. We've right. cried enough tears, we've done the uh-huh. dance. It, it, it's kind of water off my back at that point you know what mm-hmm. I mean you're lucky if I respond to emails you're lucky if I do anything well because you could let me I'm, go so you don't want to so let me go. Mm-hmm. Let Tony, me go. I'm gonna put you on mute I swear to god <laughs> we've had three songs now that, that is, is it true. you're this being unprofessional <laughs> no do you know what I'm not, I'm not even gonna use that word because I'm about to slander that that whole phrase also today so let me just um get the listeners up to speed because we know where we're at today we're discussing on today's episode is called the unconscious unconscious messer and i'm really proud mm-hmm. of that title because like i said the conversation has been looming in the background and i think what's mad and um natalie said you know they're going with some kind of madness what's mad about this situation is that people are not always aware of how mad they are moving honestly because they are living 400 years ago in 2020 and not realizing that the two cannot merge. You're going to need to move on or stay where you are and accept who you are. What do I mean by that? So several times, actually, over my career, I've heard these little anecdotal stories. The one that stands out to me the most was when my friend um, handed in her notice or went to have the conversation that she was going to hand in her notice and her boss barefaced asked her, what will you do? Where will you go? How will you do? Where will you go? How will you live? That's that's on that. Yeah, right. And we kind of brushed it off. We exactly we laughed in that moment. Can you believe it? <laughs> but as time goes on and the more I work in this platform, I would say, and we're discussing these issues more openly, you realize like 
nah, that shit ain't cool. And we did, oops, sorry, we did language. We didn't think it was cool, but we also didn't have the words to address it at the time. And for me, what I see and what I hear in those moments is unconsciously, you still think you own me. When you ask me, where will I go? Mm -hmm. What will I do? Am I not credible? Am I not employable? Am Mm -hmm. I not allowed to go? Also, you think I need to be here. And this is something Mm -hmm. that I reference a lot um in terms of when we think about sickness and taking time away from work it's not a plantation it's a transaction you need me as much as i need you but how this plays out and what got us here today was um a a different scenario that i had shared with you guys earlier um in the year um and i'm going to try to remain i will remain as anonymous as possible but my friend a very good friend of mine works for an organization that actually is built on the premise of tackling anti-black racism. They're not UK based, mm. um, but their whole organization as a private company, I don't know remember if they're a charity or private company, but they exist to work with other organizations to basically offer training, listening groups and whatever. When my friend said that he was leaving, it was the same sort of vibe. It was the, where are you going? What will you do? Um, One of the issues, I'm gonna pull up a few pieces of this conversation he had, and you guys feel free to interject, but I've got a few that I wanna list and then we can talk on them. So he was going for a, uh, um, a, what is potentially a move up, sideways and slightly up, and they found it just unbelievable that he got the job. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to name these points. They then asked him, or well, there was a conversation around pay because he's negotiated his pay in that workplace several times. Um, the workplace that he was going on to was paying double the salary that he was getting paid for. Pretty much very, very similar work at the previous organisation that he was leaving. They mm. argued that they would never pay him that amount because of his experience and qualification and what, what, what not. However, when they posted his job, they posted it for 20 grand more, roughly. Is this the job to replace him? These yep. people are... Yep, these the are, same These role. people are idiots. Mad. And then when they <laughs> failed to... When they failed to recruit, because he kept an eye on it, they then raised it again. So you were paying me at X amount and now you're paying this one at Z amount. That's very personal. That is very personal, you know. Well, I spoke to my my partner on this and we spoke about, you know, is it that the money's available or not? Or is it personal? But we Mm. can get into that. Few more points, few more points. But there's also a conversation, I guess, about on the wider scheme outside of this example, the budgets for diversity. And to imagine that you have a whole company whose premise is this work, and we have more companies that are, in inverted commas, investing in in equality, diversity, inclusion work, but you are not necessarily putting the money to it that is needed. And I'm sure those of us that attended um, Shireen's conference maybe have picked up a few pieces of information along that. Like, what are the premise that we set? You want diversity and you include someone, but you don't necessarily have the environment that's right for them or the money that's right for them. Mm-hmm. The same goes for over the last 18 months, seeing influencers in roles, you know, you've decided that it will look good for marketing and some way we've played into the hands of saying, okay, like, yeah, diversity, yeah, exposure, but actually you're not paying me. Mm-hmm. This is exploitation. Mm-hmm. 
What I want to tap into a little bit as well, I'll, I'll stop shortly, is then the impact that that has on us in terms of how we resist or play into this unconscious plantation situation. So my friend who is very, very skilled and astute in his role started to fumble. He started to flip through contracts and find out, like Natalie's talking about, having to work out notice period. Will you pay me for my annual leave? You know, they said to him, all the work that you've done, you are not allowed to take it with you. And I know there's some intellectual property mm -hmm. conversations around that and it's not um, mm. exclusive to him, but you know, he was faffing about and losing confidence in his stance for what he was mm. saying he could and couldn't do and had to check your contract. So there's a conversation around, you know, do we absolutely know what's in our contract or are we stumbling when, when the fire starts to burn? References in this particular situation, a reference, a favorable reference was very hard to come by for no reason, because he actually had a really good working relationship and had done some really good work. But at the point that you're choosing to leave, again, as Rachel said, it was, yeah, well, before you leave, you need to make sure you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And it's like, all this stuff you're telling me to do, um, I ordinarily wouldn't have got it done in this time frame. This mm -hmm. is a year's worth yeah. of work or whatever. So again, unconscious massa, you believe that you own me. And when I ruffle the feathers or I do something that you wasn't expecting, you start to apply pressure for why, for why. Cool. So I'll, I'll, that I'm moving up. <laughs> so I'll stop. I have a few more points, but I'll stop there. Ladies talk to me. How do we feel about no, the plantation? I'm, I'm actually annoyed. I'm annoyed. This whole, this whole scenario irritates my soul because they literally mad that he's moving forward mm -hmm. with his life and he's getting more money and he's doing better for himself like how low can you go that you're angry that somebody's moving up like you continue to do what you're doing but you're just mad you're just angry that somebody's doing better for themselves oh, why and don't? because they're black it's even worse and because they're black <laughs> it's even worse but getting into the why is difficult because like that's just like asking a mad person why they're mad do you know what I mean like what kind of reasoning could they ever give you that is acceptable mm. but thinking about some of the things that you mentioned there like in terms of what he had to do before he he went um I'm going to take it back to what you said before with regards to knowing what's in your contract because some of them are bordering on if not downright illegal um yeah what's his reference got to do with anything i would say just try and write me a bad reference because i will take you to employment tribunal like when we mm -hmm. when companies are asking for a reference literally all the reference has to be this person worked here from this time to that time but if they're trying to embellish it with any other kind of things, most companies won't do oh, that. Oh, they moved it's... mad. Sorry, Did Tom. They? You know they moved mad. They contacted his new employer oh, via, social me via social media. Oh, and was like, you know, we want to know this because of this. What do you want to know? We've That's given psychotic. him a job. What are you doing? It was actual nonsense. Yeah, that one is psychotic. I can't even... I remember now. <laughs> now that you said it, I remember that's what you said happened. And that one is... I, that's the I, how like I don't even have the words because I can't even understand it and I hope that the new employers were just like are these people actually crazy like what the hell is going on here I think if, so someone, if the man lost his job what was gonna happen 
Listen, when it's getting to that point, I would start speaking to an employment lawyer because what the hell? Social media, first of all. Second of all, what? You don't have the authority and the right to do that. What's what's that got to do with you? If I want to leave this job, I'm entitled to leave this job. And where I go next is none of your damn business whatsoever. Like that's very spiteful. Mm -hmm. It's very malignant. And like I said, there must be a very personal aspect there. For what reason, God only knows. But that is Mm -hmm. very violent in in a Mm -hmm. non-physical way. That is very violent. It was, it was the same. I mean, I've given you a snapshot secondhand, mm. you know, after conversing with my friend a few months ago, but it it was like, and then, and then, mm. and then there were several parts all for him saying, I'm ready to go and get a new job. All of this nastiness came up. I, I can't even fathom. It's wild. I, I can fathom, but, but I also reason. think it's. I also think that it's like literally them saying, you know, it's it's them saying we own we you. Own you. We yeah. don't care where you go. We don't care where you go or what you're gonna do. We're gonna make this hard for you. And when you do move on, we're still gonna try contact your employer. We're gonna at you. We're gonna do this. So we're gonna find something that's gonna send them a picture of you at carnival, saying that you were doing all of this. Like, <laughs> that's Rachel, that's you know what? That's hilarious. She protects. She protected now. I, be- I believe she's referencing season one, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you guys, you guys don't know because if this was me, if this was me, if this was me, boy, this scenario though is literally the definition of unconscious massa. Like it's the most extreme kind of example. And now that we're talking right, about it, I think, re- I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. There's not absolutely like nothing unconscious about that type of behavior. Right. Well, it's, 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 really con- like, it's, it's conscious massa. Massa. It's, it's, it's not even conscious massa. It's just people move mad. It's, I think you just have to get yeah, it's, it's not even no I that's not a, I, I don't know what you're talking about that's a, yeah I know uh, it's just people move mad and I think that what this is really about is it's just about when people feel that they're in a better position than control, you man. and that they exert authority over you how dare you try and do something different and move and get and, and move on with your life and it's actually mm, very wings. sick in the head so for me, if this was to ever happen to me, my only sentence would be, I'm going to let God fix it because if I fix it, I'm going to jail. Stop it. No How did you manage to get that in here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let God fix it because if I fix it, I'm going to jail. Oh, <laughs> no, seriously. On, on a basic, no, but seriously, on a basic level, um, I've never had any fear about what anyone's going to say or do in my reference, simply because if you do something, and there's a paper trial, it's, you, you're just setting yourself up for an employment tribunal. Uh-huh. And I can probably get more money from you in that employment tribunal than I would get from my new job, first of all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second of all, and, and most importantly, for me personally, I don't care. I'm leaving. Uh-huh. I'm actually leaving. I've always, I saw like when one of my colleagues left, and then he was telling me that one of the other partners had been like, well, I need to have a list of all your matters and you need to get mm. this, this, this and this done. Obviously, he's a white mouse, so it's different. He just started laughing. He was just like, I'm leaving. <laughs> he's like, you're not a psycho. This, like, but, I'm actually leaving. Like, but this so is why the do thing, you think Nats. I care? It's wild. But this is the thing that's like, the, it's, the psycho, it's the psychological warfare mm. in that. And I've, I really think, can we just know, I think we should actually have an episode on employment tribunals 
because yes. one, we often speak about the fact that sometimes it's the, the issue that is being spoke about, yes, it is the issue, but also very, very closely secondary to that is the way in which it knocks us, our confidence, it drains mm. us emotionally. And to be fair, mm. some most people, luckily for my friend, he'd had a really good time at this workplace and had done some really, really good work. So he was leaving in confidence in that respect so mm. but there are many of us who get to a point where that where workplaces have not worked out for us we've had a really hard time so you've done months and possibly years of mm. hard hard time and then you go to leave and then you're batted with this and so even if you're feeling excited about um starting something new the confidence your energy you are drained so it's one thing to be like i don't care but it's warfare on your mental health um mm. do you know what i mean as well and, this, and the other thing is also i mean i don't know the statistics around it or what it looks like but from my own personal experience i feel like um we are so used to the shit that I've said the S word twice. Yeah, it's it's fine, that kind man. of episode. We're so Our used listeners to, understand. <laughs> we're so used to the nonsense that goes on. We overlook it and it's like, oh, well, I'm leaving. Or like, you cannot actually be bothered mm -hmm. to see through the tribunal. Mm -hmm. Or can you afford to true. have an employment lawyer? Do you have the time? And the energy and we often don't and it reminds me just i did want to reference as well um i read i'd read um such a fun age earlier this year as well I and i didn't love it but it did raise to me if you want to look at the concept of unconscious massa like the whole idea of doing things and you as a as a white person as a white leader as a white person with a level of power you don't actually realize what it is that you're doing like no, that realize. book they no, did realize, they realize and, and then you had two white people fighting over how fair or unfair they're treating this girl who they make wear a uniform in their home but that's a different conversation black girls book club day, take that but... one but <laughs> <laughs> but you know as I, my point was one it's it's warfare on our mental health because then you leave a job drained you end up working really really hard because because people are putting unnecessary pressure on you and we don't always take the steps that we need to in terms of formalities can you be bothered with hr we don't even trust hr because they're the queens of babylon do you do employment tribunal when you're leaving can you afford it that mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Like, I know we always, it's one of those things we always throw up, like employment tribunal. I actually have a friend who's actually been through it. And it's a very long, arduous easy. process. And it's like mentally mm -hmm. just, I, I don't even know how to even describe it. But sometimes it does have to be done. But again, as I always flag in our conversations, we often speak <clears throat> from a place of privilege in that respect. And Sometimes people go through these situations um, and they're not in the position to kind of take it any further. And I think it's difficult. It's difficult because I think uh, what we eventually, or not eventually, what we always have to try to do is try and hit it from the prevention angle as opposed to the cure. So mm. to go back to what you said before, Shan, like when we're getting those um, work contracts, um, yeah, there's a joy and a thrill of getting the new job, but also going through everything with a fine tooth comb. Like that whole intellectual property thing. I know for them, most of the places that I've worked, because I've worked in broadcasting agencies, <laughs> you come up with any idea whilst you're employed in that place, it ain't, it's not yours. You, it doesn't mm -hmm. belong to you, it belongs to them. And I've 
often over the years seen like tweets and stuff of people saying, oh, I was working here as an intern, blah, 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 and they stole my mm-hmm. idea, whatever. And I'm like, hmm, what you're showing now is that you don't really have an understanding of how things work in, you know, the professional setting because a lot of these spaces, any idea that you do come up with there, you may have come up with it, it's, but you do not own it. It's not your idea. So you can't complain to anybody about that. And then when you're doing threads, it's like showing that you're not really like wise or you're you're not smart you don't actually understand the way things work so I think Mm. there's an element of us trying to kind of inform ourselves better in terms of anticipating you know that something like this could happen like god forbid it actually happens to us but also we've got to try and anticipate it and then think ahead in terms of what steps we would like to take or need to take if something like this should occur to us and the point Mm. about like it affecting our self-esteem etc that's a really big point because that is exactly what these unconscious or conscious masses are um Mm. relying on like that just diminished self-esteem um in terms of you know your capacity and capabilities as a professional yeah in terms of you as a person because you'll be physically emotionally tired and then you're starting to question oh is my work even good and they will just pick and pick and pick and pick until you fall apart like literally I don't know think of um a blanket and you're just undoing the threads one by one until the whole thing falls apart they're very the people that engage in this kind of psychological professional warfare like they are the real dons at it like they they're not um amateurs they're very professional at it and it's kind of understanding that if someone's coming for you in that way or an employer is coming for you in that way they're probably not going to stop until they destroy you and then you have to wait up for yourself okay do I want to take this down the legal route or do I want to bow out and say actually this is not the hill that I want to die on today and just you know not give in but just be like I'm out here do do your worst and you know let go and let go as Nat says (laughs) yeah I'm gonna pick up that very difficult I'll let Natalie or um, Rachel come to play first I mean for me like I get it but I feel like I always put it like this like when I was leaving I was this is me personally and I don't want to pretend that I have the most mental resilience in these situations because a lot of the time I don't but when I was always leaving, I was leaving for a reason. And nine times out of ten is because I was in beef with people and I was like, bun this, these people are trying to destroy me. So by the time I decided in my head I was going to leave, I didn't really have any loyalty to these people anyway because I was annoyed at them or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. My, my thing was always kind of like, well, I'm leaving now, do your worst. Uh-huh like literally and even when people say to me at work that they're leaving I'm like oh you're leaving I don't expect jack shit from you sorry excuse my French I don't expect you to do anything them once me too (laughs) I don't have any expectations from you not because I feel you're a bad person you're not diligent you're slack or anything but you are leaving you're checked out you've checked out and I've been there yeah been there done that got the t-shirt and the cup and the mug yeah (laughs) So for me, when I'm getting ready to leave, I'll I'll do my job because I'm still being paid a salary. But as soon as you come to upset me, what are you going to do? I don't have an appraisal coming up. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you going to do? Uh, you can't say. But this is what, really no, but not, this is what the people tried to do to me. They tried to mess up my new thing because I was yeah. moving to another department in the same workplace. Oh, that's, different. Saying, that's different. That's oh, different. I'm giving different. you a notice. This is what I'm saying. People are like, and that for me personally, mm-hmm. like, 
that's what messed that's with my worse. confidence mm-hmm. because I just felt like oh like is it me have I done something I started to really replay my months that I was in that place thinking did I do something these times I didn't do nothing mm-hmm. but I was just starting to doubt myself and doubt the work that I'd done which was better than there for years people that were way older than me that were there for years didn't do what I used to do there mm-hmm. and I was thinking nah these people are really trying to kill me off I said no did you? No, so I, I have ask, to clap for you now. Can I ask with that situation, like, where did that? No, do I you know? You. Do you know where that came from? Like, did was it a case of you didn't really have um, a good relationship with the people in the workplace um, whilst you were there, or did that just come out of the blue? Like, what kind of led to that? My before it happened, mm. I kind of was thinking like, well, I didn't have a negative relationship. I used to come in, I say good morning. I think the manager there had issues like and now now that things have played out I feel like she definitely just didn't like people like she's not a people person you used to say morning she wouldn't respond to you like people would be having like you know oh it's this person's birthday we'll put a little bit of cakes in the in the in the area and everyone can eat and she wouldn't come like she was just not Mm. yeah and I think to emphasize that even more she became a bully. Mm-hmm. Like, she would be mm-hmm. bullying people and she had to put a stamp on her authority when people mm-hmm. were leaving. Like, I know you're leaving, but don't think you're going to forget me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that this is this is what you leave with. You're mm-hmm. leaving this department with this on your brain. Wow. And it really messed with me. Like, it messed with me. It's very, it's very concerning when mm. you think about, like, perhaps what are the this question doesn't even make sense in this context but what are the qualities of leadership because it seems like this is like it's some universal traits for people who are in I'm going to say management rather than leadership Mm -hmm. because there is a difference between the two and not everybody's a good leader they're just Mm -hmm. managing teams but it seems like you know there's this and as Natalie was saying and and maybe sometimes it doesn't always amount to race, but race compounds it. Mm-hmm. That this power, this power hierarchy, or power struggle, or I don't know, like insecure ego of the leader that makes them behave in this way. Because from my perspective, I'm like, do you know what? If you work for me, my job is to make you better. Yes, there are some things that are inconvenient. Uh, that can be inconvenient but that's for you as the leader of your organization to manage so if someone's going on maternity leave uh, you have to you have to know that your accounts are in order that you're covering that if someone's leaving you've got to know the structure of your organizations and the timelines to not feel bad because if you've worked for me i would like to think that i've built you up in such a way that you are ready to move on and i don't understand why when it comes to management, it seems like, you know, basically like you own me. I remember um, a boss t- asking me, how do you do it all? And I, I often get asked this question across the field, friends, family. So I, I can't necessarily say that it was like a personal negative question, but it's also like, 
bruv, I do my hours here. What happens outside of my hours is not your concern. How do I do it all? It's none of your business. How can I afford that car? You know, when you're driving a certain car there or, or your watch or whatever it is, how did you afford that? Bruh, why do you think that it's your money that you pay me is what I live on? Do you know my husband? Do you know my dad? Do you, do you know? Like, why do you feel like you have such insertion over my life? Mm. This is work. It's part of my life. I do not earn a living. I don't work to live. I don't live to work, sorry. Mm. I work to live. Like, and it's part of my life. It's you know, mad. You know what, yeah? As you're saying that, I think, like, sometimes people do behave in this way due to jealousy or envy or looking at you and thinking, why the hell does she have all that and I have what I have? And that's when sometimes that kind of insidious racial microaggression angle comes in mm. because especially as a black person when certain white people or even other ethnic people see you as a black person in their eyes they perceive you as to be flourishing basically living a good life and they don't expect that for you they want to they're so used to the narrative of us struggling and going through this issue that issue when they see something that kind of counteracts the perception or stereotype that they have in their mind already it's like nah and then they'll do every kind of little thing to kind of break you down now harking back to one of the scenarios that natalie mentioned in the first season that's why that boss was like asking her about the bag that she bought was that Mm. what happened that's do you know what i mean because she was just like how can yeah how can you afford that and then so there's people that do these things but sometimes they're just our colleagues right they're in parallel to us they don't have any power over us when it starts to get very toxic and very kind of dangerous for us emotionally and mentally and professionally is when it's someone who has um, authority and power over us because Mm -hmm. then they can take it up that extra notch and just manifest it in a very kind of just wicked and bad way in like I I still am astounded like at that scenario you presented at the beginning that they actually they couldn't they were so angry basically they were so Mm. angry and outraged they went to Mm. social media to Listen. contact his Listen. future employer, not even through back channels. They were just like, nah, we're going to... I just... What? And, and this is the thing, like, depending on the industry you work in, like, for me, education is incestuous. Before you step into a school, someone has spoken to someone in your school. That's mm. how it is. Like, that is standardly how it is. But I think there's also... I th- um, On one of the last points that I'll raise in this conversation is about... Mm us standing strong in defining what it means for us to be black women working. And I say that in terms of like how that encompasses every aspect of our lives, because on one hand, it's the microaggressions of, you know, the expectations of what bag and what car and what watch. Mm. But there's also the wider thing about definitions around diversity in the workplace and these people who are, and I will, I don't believe it, but I will use, you know, unconsciously racist, not realising the implications and the limitations of the terms that they set. So when you want to decide that your organisation is diverse because you have one, one, one black, one gay, one woman, one ginger, like that's okay. But actually the experience of a Muslim woman, if we had Muslim mm-hmm. women working, you could have a bag of Muslim women who look exactly like me, but speaking through a Muslim lens, I can't tell you nothing, which is why we are black women working because the experience of blackness is not the same as BAME, which is not the same as being diverse. Yeah. And 
they're allowed to create these definitions around what it means to be inclusive, what it means to be racist or not racist to the point, and I'm sorry to bring it up again, but to the point that we had the whole government say that racism doesn't exist. That does have implications on pay gaps and budgets Mm -hmm. for diversity work. The fact that actually white people come together and decide what they think is racist or not, and we saw earlier on in the month or last month, um, Eamon Holmes reference to um, the doctor, Dr. Zoe's hair as an alpaca. And then everybody on his Twitter, when he decided that he was going to apologise, if it offended anybody, the community behind him saying, you know, oh, this is political correctness. You can't even make a joke. We didn't find it racist. Your apology is accepted. Like, no, you don't you get to say for you. Uh, right, right. But, but again, this the unconscious massa <laughs> will make jokes that are microaggressive. Mm. Will say yeah. sorry if they offended you. No, you're sorry because it's and wrong when they feel because like because I was mm-hmm. sad. When they feel like, and then people will run to their defense to say, yes, that's okay. No, that isn't. Yes, you are diverse because you've ticked that box. Yes, it's okay that you you are representing because you've got influencers doing free work on your social media. No, like we can call them the unconscious method, but I'm not unconscious. And so I don't know what that means in terms of what we do with that information. You know, Marcus and I, my partner was talking about the scenario I gave you and we questioned whether, and I know you guys are gonna say no, he questioned because he was being devil's advocate, whether there's an element of martyrdom in our def- in our existence as this generation, because, mm-hmm. you know, he was saying, but they posted the job eventually for 20 grand more and then they raised it so hasn't he taught them something he taught them something at his own self-sacrifice you didn't pay him but you're going to pay the next one after him are, are we still there my heart yeah, hurts i can say that i can't i can't even consider that to be honest because i don't think that they pasted it at that price because he taught them anything it was a vindictive like agenda that's Mm. the reason why they did that to make him feel like he was less than like as if to say to him so you did all that work for us and we knew we should have been paying this much well we're going to advertise it for this just so you know within yourself that you all this time you were happy doing your role achieving all these things where you should Mm. have been paid more so Mm. I think with that one for me that's where that kind of came from um with regards to being a sacrifice I think that's a personal choice for everybody um yeah, you can't really tell people to kind of like fight things um, if they don't really want to, don't feel they have the capacity or the resources. I think everyone just kind of has to make that um, decision for themselves. And even as yeah. we sit here and talk about a lot of scenarios and things, sometimes I'm not even going to lie to you. Some of these situations I encounter yeah, and I decide it's not my hill to die on. Like yeah, there's yeah, some comments that people make to me and I know if the tr- Twitter streets heard it, oh, the outrage, they will be fuming. They will be doing friends yeah. on my behalf. Whereas me, I'll just yeah. be like, I didn't even care. Yeah, it was a bit off key, but I actually didn't care. And that's why that situation also with the alpaca situation was interesting to me. Because all this time, my girl still hasn't said anything. So me, I'm not bending over backwards for somebody mm-hmm. who's not she like... Laughed. You know I mean? She laughed. And I know we get caught. No, but but again, can, I, can I just say, like, can I just... When you're caught in the moment, I, I get it. Not Go even on, when you're caught in the moment. But is she like, going to do a shop just, on TV no, right maybe, then and then? Polls, and she might have even found it all right. 
to be honest. Okay, can I speak? Yes. <laughs> you didn't let but me what finish. I was trying to... <laughs> you can go. But what I, was, what I was trying to say is that why should she have to say anything? Why should yeah, she, she have she shouldn't. To... She doesn't. Why should she have to say anything? She doesn't have to say anything. I feel like we just feel like we we, we feel like we're so entitled to tell people what to say, how to react. Why does she even have to be offended? Exactly, exactly. And why that's she, why... Like, why Why does she even have to... Why does she, We can't control how other people react. And we're not a monolith and there's no, no. one reaction. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, people take offence to different things and also people decide that's not my hill that I'm going to die mm. she might have a good relationship with him and he may that might True. not have even have been the first time he said something to her like that and mm-hmm. she let it slide so why would it be different this time around he may because even before even before they get onto our screen they've had a pre-conversation he's seen her here before so I'm not saying because they've got a good relationship he can do whatever he's doing but she personally may have been like well upon reflection it wasn't that deep to me and I feel kind of like mm-hmm. we have this situation where we we are trying to pick and determine on both sides when and when not people should be offended, offended. because the same way white people would say oh it was just a joke I'm sure if I search on LinkedIn I will find a black man they're saying why you know why can't we all just get along it wasn't that deep <laughs> yeah. like, let's yeah. just be let's just be very 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 real so for me, personally, well, she might have been having a, if I'm going to let God fix it, because I don't want to go to jail mm-hmm. moment. So for, yeah. me, for me personally, I still, it always comes back to the root of these things for me, that when you are leaving and when you are on your way out, your mind and your focus and everything should be invested on, on leaving. I feel like this whole notion of, you know, preserving your rep- reputation in a current place and um, and being worried about what people at your current workplace think and what they'll say about you. At the end of the day, your your face should be, you should be facing front, my dear. You already have the job. <laughs> You've already signed the it's contract. Unless you go and like run your ex over down in the street and get a criminal <laughs> record, there is unlikely that they, they can withdraw that, that offer from you, period. And if it's not meant to, to be, it's not, not meant to be. I do Me that. personally... I have moved on to so many jobs. I've never once sat there fearful because I'm kind of like at the end of the day, it's too late. You can be mad at me. I'm gone. I'm not coming back. Toodles. Goodbye. My new place, the sign of contract, they need, they need to honour it. It is what it is. And I think we just have mm. to get to a point where... I'm, I'm, I'm glad you... I'm glad you have that level of resilience. Patels, I'll just, I'll just pose the final question because uh-huh. I feel like you're going to feed in, which, Natalie, you started to get to, is you know yeah. that as on a podcast, yes, we can ramble on and discuss and break down and tear to pieces the issue, but ultimately we do want to uplift and empower black women working. And so yeah. I guess my my final question is, is if we find ourselves in situations where in particular, we're being treated or we feel like we're being treated unfairly as we approach a transition in our work, whether it's moving up or moving out, what do you advise we do? So Natalie, you've got quite a resilient, hardy approach and I'm glad that you have that for yourself, but it's not its not everyone's truth. Yeah, it's um, the truth. So what else, what can we be doing? No, what what, I'm, doing? what I'm, I'm not saying that to, I just want to be clarified that I'm not saying that to be flippant in a sense mm. of, when I have been at work and people and I'm leaving and people are upsetting me, I'm just there, you know, brushing dirt off my shoulder. 
this is something that I have learned and this is something that Mm -hmm. I have purposefully Mm -hmm. worked on embodying because the facts are the facts are the facts I'm not saying I'm not saying that what people are doing are correct but I have left jobs I don't know how that sounds but I have left jobs enough time to know that I'm moving on to something more important Mm -hmm. and my new job that I'm walking into is more important for my career but most importantly is that you, you can't you have to get to a point where you you begin to shut things off because if you don't, you will take all of that trauma mm. and all of that stress into your new role and it will mm. affect your performance and mm. affect your confidence. And that has actually happened to me. So I don't want it to be seen like, oh, Natalie just woke up one day, you know, with a six pack muscle and, <laughs> and calves and thighs and she's just ready for war. Like Bravo. Was, do you know what I mean? It was a conscious decision to be like, yeah. This is the facts. This is the situation. My mm-hmm. attention and my focus needs to be on the new role that I'm entering into. Mentally, I need to be prepared for it. Emotionally, I need to be prepared for it. And better yet, I am leaving here for a reason. And these people are just embodifying and solidifying exactly what my decision and in reminding me that I made the right decision because they are psychos. Hence, <laughs> exhibit A, psycho behavior. <laughs> exhibit B, psychic beha- psycho behavior. So mm. I just want to be clear that it's it's, it's not a um no, no. oh I woke up like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. have to think it's about experience. it. You have to mm. you have to start if they want to move mad, you need to move mad too. Maybe mm-hmm. one day just don't go to work. Like you have to show <laughs> them. Is this advice? Is this advice? That, that's, that's advice. It is. No, but it is. It Respect. is. It is because you've got to protect your mental health. People trying mm. to destroy you before you go into a new role. Sometimes people finish an old role mm. on Friday and start the new mm. job on Monday. Yeah. You think I've got it time? It could never be me. But now, this is why I have to clap for you because the way in which you now manage that situation where you're moving up and you're moving out, it it get it takes a lot to get there. Like mm. I don't think I'm at that position that you're at because I feel like mm. in some well, I think in that instance, I think I'm a bit more knowledgeable now that I've been in a mm. few roles. But I mm. feel like in that previous instance where they tried to do what they tried to do, yeah. I was scared. I was thinking they're gonna make my life a misery. They're mm. gonna tell my manager this, this and this about me. And I feel like a lot yeah. of people at work they live in that fear because they don't know, okay, for example, if they're going to move on and the manager's saying, mm. oh, we're going to tell them that you did this and this, they don't know how to handle that. If it, that's on a legal side mm. or if that's like on like, okay, they just need to stand up for themselves. They don't know what's acceptable. But you know, that happened time, to me. We don't... It, it, happened, it happened to me at the beginning of my career when I was working at a paralegal and this woman called Emma, I won't say her surname because I don't want us to get shut down. She literally <laughs> had a problem with me. And I was working at Paralegal, the firm I was going to train. And she told someone else, she's good. She sent, put me on disciplinary for HR. She told mm. someone, she told someone, my contemporaries, when I went to the toilet or went for my lunch break, that she doesn't think I deserve a training contract. And she's going to speak so-and-so-and-so oh, wow. and so to make sure that my behavior here goes down on my training contract. Mm. Because she tried to allocate me three loads of photocopying and I only signed up to do two. She called HR like, this is my That's them kind contract. of wicked people, man. This is my, but this like, is what I'm see- saying, and that could really break someone. That they, people are calling HR, people start to worry, people's blood pressure think- starts to rise, and they're like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" Like, especially if they've never been in that position before, yeah. or have anybody to talk that. to that can assist them. I think because my- I've had so much mm. madness, I'm just mm. like, "Do your worst." I'm still mm. here, bitches. I think. You know mm-hmm. Like to kind of speak to maybe the audience that you know Rachel was speaking to in terms of advice, 
I think one of the most kind of beneficial things that a person can do, and this is something I've experienced. Luckily for me, I've never had a work experience where anyone's been like, where are you going from? Because like, just thank God, <laughs> who knows? It might be my future, God forbid though. But I've had other friends um, go through that situation. And I think one of the best things that people can do if they're unsure about what's happening to them or starting to just get into kind of panic and anxiety mm. um, is find sounding boards, like speak to other friends, um, mm. relatives, whatever, who, um, and just kind of hash out the situation with them mm. and say, you know what, this situation is going on. Like, what can I do here? I'm feeling really overwhelmed, etc., etc. And um, mm. I think what makes these situations so difficult for people sometimes is fundamentally a lot of people don't know their rights. They take it as a given. Yeah. When they put their hand, yeah. They sign their name on the contract. But there's the knowing what's in your contract, but also knowing your rights as well. And I say this as someone who's still even learning my rights up to today. I, I, I mm-hmm. learned something new the other week and I was like, damn, you in your mid-30s, literally almost, girl. Like, how mm-hmm. did you not know this? So I think it's an element of, like, having people that you can speak to, um, to sound things off and say, you know, this situation has happened to me. Is this right? Or what can I do? And then there's also kind of knowing your rights in terms of what's in your contract. And also if they're moving, mm. pulling a mad stunt, how can I kind of push back against this? How much do I want to push back against this? Mm. And that's the kind of advice that I would give to someone who's maybe new to this. This is their first experience of this. And obviously they're like, wow, no, these people are trying to destroy my life. And then that singular thought just like clouds everything mm. and it just that kind of logical side when which natalie is coming from now based on experience it just it's just mm. unable to kind of penetrate that um fog and then there's people obviously you're a bit older maybe at the stage or level that we are now where we realize that right these people ain't even worth it let them do their worst like go on then do you know what i mean yeah. like you can mm. kill me but i get up yeah. again do you know what i mean so <laughs> number four <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that in there still because I think I'll take more of the mentality that um Natalie has right now although I feel like yeah. I might have a little bit of what Rachel was saying because I've never been through that situation before but now obviously being a part of this and just learning so much more about employment and etc and people's experiences now I'm a little bit more clued up about what's right and and what's wrong what employers can do and can't do and therefore I feel like should I god forbid encounter that situation moving forward um I feel like I'd be able to handle it in a way that wouldn't kind of destroy my my professional esteem um nor personal esteem but yeah it's a really difficult situation but you know what seek support that's that's the key thing yeah 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 and sometimes i'll go and check well something what i was gonna say as well like for me personally i couldn't go to my parents and no offense to my Mm. parents i love you guys i know you guys listen to the pod but them that generation i feel like they're workaholics Mm-hmm. And they don't sometimes yeah. know how to to challenge an employer. Good point. Um, they'll be just like, mm, uh, I don't think, what does your contract say? Or what does this say? Or you're playing it by the book. And I feel like it's sometimes that playing it by the book, yeah. that stress, I don't need it. It was like, you wasn't helping me. Like, th- that. what you told me. Yes, you were trying to, you know, be like, okay, this is what I would do. But sometimes that's what you can't do. So you need to really be careful with the advice that you mm-hmm. get and what you yeah, do with it. Because it can really lead you down a path that you don't want to be on. Yeah, and I think, I think like, for me, this episode was about <clears throat> just let, remembering who the F you is, quite frankly. <laughs> and I think that's, that's where we often land um, in that it was really, it was really, 
I'm going to use emotive language. It was really actually kind of heartbreaking, not the most heartbreaking, but kind of heartbreaking to see my friend who is so strong in his work, second guess himself, Mm -hmm. to see him go down rabbit holes of digging out contracts and Mm -hmm. whatever, can I, and shuffling. And I was like, why are you shuffling? Like Mm -hmm. basically, you know, then you fall into, you fall into the trap of whatever the trap is that they're trying to set. And what I would say is just remember your source. And as Natalie said, you know, you've already got the new job, the reference, is required and there are there are you know parameters around what a reference looks like so if you need to call a sick day call a sick personally i don't believe in checking out until you leave the building not my judgment on others but for my own self i will do the job that i am paid to do until the day i leave but you're not gonna yeah you're not gonna make me do more you're not going to make me tie up ends because you're worried that the person that you get in place of me will not be as good as me or will not Mm -hmm. come in the right time frame as you i'm not going to be i'm not going to be on my heels and toes about any last minute behavior notice that you've put in or support plan or whatever because if i needed that why have i got a promotion right Mm. if i needed that why are you paying me so Mm. i just want to remind people especially like at this time of year where we start to look at new jobs new beginnings fresh starts i mean it happens anytime and at any point in the year but particularly as the new year dawns just you don't have to be unconscious in this and remember your source that's right that's that's up and it's up and it's up it's up oh my god and i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna end there because boy i've i've enjoyed this episode and i've enjoyed this season and i'm really looking forward to what's next um if you guys if any of our listeners out there have experienced um parts of the scenario that we've spoken about or have even even stories that we couldn't even begin to comprehend join the conversation use our handle and our hashtag at bww podcast uk on twitter and instagram i'm i'm really pleased with this season ladies thank you thank you Mm -hmm. That we're all here. We did it. We did it again. Season five. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. You stay there. You stay there. Thank you for having me. About you're very welcome. (laughs) Rachel, who are you thanking for having you? Like, who are you 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 thanking for having you? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm here. Any? I'm thanking anyone. I'm yeah. Well, I know my source now. Can. As always, as always, we will be planning and and stirring up things in the background. So stay tuned. Keep an eye on our social media. Keep an eye on our website, um, www.blackwomenworking.com. You can always email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for episode titles, work we could be doing, guests we could be having, we always love hearing from you. Um, And so on that note, I wish everyone well as we wrap up to the end of the year. And I look forward, I say I look forward to, ha ha ha, because God knows the, the oh, 20s, boy. the 20s be doing it up in it. So we never knew what was going to happen 2020. We never knew what was going to happen 2021. Mm-hmm. But I look forward to 2022. Mm-hmm. We here. We yeah. here. We here. Yes. All right, ladies. Thank you. Until guys. next time. Bye. Ciao. Bye.